God, I know you give grace to the humble. So I ask you, God, to do a deep work in my heart and break me. Break me of my pride. Break me of my selfishness. Break me of anything that keeps me from knowing you. As hard as it is to ask God, do whatever it takes to break me. All right. Good morning, Christ Church. Good to be with you this morning. I'm Pastor Andrew, one of the pastors here, and we are in week two of a series called Dangerous Prayers. Uh, upfront warning label for you. Last week, Pastor Bob shared it, and I'm going to reiterate, reiterate it right now, and that is if you begin to pray the prayers that we have been looking at last week, are looking at today, and will look at next week, these prayers are not just simply any prayers. These are dangerous prayers. They are dangerous to the status quo, to that which in your life has become normal. What we are doing by praying these dangerous prayers is asking that God come in and actually shake up what's normal for us. We are asking Him and inviting Him to to come into our lives and reveal a lot of stuff and really work in our lives. And so these are dangerous prayers. They're not to be prayed lightly because of the significance of the life change they can have. So last week we looked at this prayer, search me. That is, search me, O God. Show me, God. Look into my life, God, and reveal to me the places where my life is out of sync or out of step with your purposes and your plans. God, take a good look. Take a look under the hood. Tell me what's really going on, God, and show me those places where my life is out of step and out of sync with Jesus Christ and what he wants for me in my life. How many prayed that prayer this last week? Dangerous prayer? Yeah. Dangerous in that we are actually inviting God to show us show us the real junk that still clings to our lives, that clutter that gets inside of us. Well, so it's only a natural progression then that once God has shown us the things that are offensive and out of sync with Him, this week we kind of amp it up. We take another step. You see, once you ask God to search you and show you what's out of sync, you can't just simply stop there. You can't just stop with all this junk in our lives that's out of sync with Him. We have to now take a more courageous step, a more humble step, and that is to actually ask God... To break us. God, break me of the things that you have revealed to me that are out of sync with you and your purposes and intent for my life. God, as you have searched me and shown me, so too now break me. Do what you must. Do whatever it takes to break me and those pieces that displease you. To break me and those pieces apart. Dangerous prayer? Yeah. 
today's prayer is a dangerous, dangerous prayer. You see, as Christians, we acknowledge, we see that there is junk in our lives. You see, when you become a Christian, somehow out in culture, there's this concept that you become a Christian, that when God's grace swarms into your life and you are baptized, whether you were raised in the faith, whether it was an infant experience, whether it was an adult, when you are surrounded by God's people, that you are part of God's family, that when that takes place, all of a sudden life is perfect, right? I mean, everywhere you go, there's rainbows, and you ride a unicorn to school, and you sneeze butterflies. Isn't that life? Isn't that what the Bible says? No. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me the church isn't for people who are really shiny and nice and look really good and have it all together? That it's not a place for perfect people? The answer, of course, would be no. No. As Christians, we acknowledge we in and of ourselves have junk, baggage, difficulties, struggles that displease God. The difference is we are willing to ask God to search us for those things. And should we have the courage break those things away from us that we might be more fully the people He intends us and desires us to be. We don't have it all together. We aren't perfect. We are faithful. And there's a difference. Martin Luther was this guy a couple hundred years ago, 500 years ago to be exact, who was a monk hanging out in Germany. And he he was doing some studies, and he made a great statement. He wrote a lot. And one of his great statements around this conundrum that that Christians aren't perfect, he, he said this. It's a great way of saying it. He said, I thought the old Adam, the old life, the old way of being, all my old habits, the old way of thinking, I thought that old Adam or old Eve, Eve, the first sinful piece of me, was drowned in the waters of baptism. That is, the waters of baptism covered over me, and I was saved by grace. Jesus Christ became my Lord. Hallelujah. But then I discovered the miserable wretch can swim. That's so good. He's saying that even as I become a Christian, even as I become one of God's family, there is still pain and struggle and darkness inside of me. He says it in another way like this. It's a a fancy term in Latin. It says, simul peccator et justus. It simply means at the same time, simultaneously, we as Christians are saints and sinners. You ever heard that term saint before? Chosen, belonging to God and God's family. Saint, forgiven. Cleansed, cleaned, and claimed as part of God's own. Sinner. Someone who is out of step, who is missing the mark and out of sync with what God desires for their life. 
Luther says we are, at the same time, saint and sinner. And to back it up, he looks at Scripture. He goes to Romans chapter 7. There's this guy named Paul. He wrote much of the New Testament. And Paul says this in Romans 7 about the same issue. He said, I delight in the law of God in my own inmost self. I delight in God's law, but I see in my members another law at war, conflict with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am. That there's two pieces to me. There's the saint, God's own. And yet, there still is a sinner just as much continuing to say stupid things to my spouse and make mistakes at home, out in the workplace. Saint and sinner. This is why we pray the prayer, God, search me. Because we acknowledge as Christians this conflict, this war that's going on inside of us. We acknowledge that if we genuinely ask God to search us, He's going to find something, you know? He's going to find something. That if I genuinely say, God, take a good look under the hood, tell me what's going on, we as Christians believe and know we're not perfect. We are saints and sinners. And therefore, the natural progression is for us to say, God, once you have found that which displeases you, break me of it. Get rid of it. Destroy it. Break apart the things that are a barrier to me and you in relationship. Break apart those things that are, that are forcing us apart, that's keeping me from that future and, and life that you want for me. Keep me from, from knowing your grace and your compassion. Break apart those things that are keeping me from you, God. Do what it takes, God. Do what you must, God. To break me. Break me of the sin that's in my life. God, break me of my... Do you have it in your head? Did it pop in there? Fill in the blank? What is that thing that's keeping you from being that person that God has forgiven and desired and chosen you to be? That He calls you to be. He invites you to be. This is why we as Christians pray this. Because we believe God desires to break away the things that get in the way of relationship with Him. Now, what's amazing about this, what's fantastic about this, what's actually almost surprising about this is that as scary as it is to pray, as dangerous as it is to say, God, break me, it's kind of like you want to say it in a whisper so he'll barely hear it, right? But you kind of, God, break me, I think, I'm not sure, but I guess, okay, go for it, right? God, break me. What's amazing is that when you look at the Scripture, God says over and over again, 
he is actually close to the brokenhearted. He is close to people. He is near to people. He he, he actually does, when we ask him to break the things out of the way, get this good relationship between the two of us, he promises to do that. He will break those things. As much as it might hurt, as difficult as it might be, God promises to break them apart, and in doing so, draw close to you. Scripture says it like this in Psalm 51. The sacrifice you desire, God, is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Right? This is so topsy-turvy that when God searches us and finds us the junk in our lives and we come to Him and say, this is my junk, rather than being angry, rather than being mad, God is actually pleased that we bring it to Him. He's excited because we come with a repentant and broken heart. We say, God, break me of this stuff. It keeps swimming. I just keep trying to get rid of it. It keeps popping up. God's excited. God is pleased. When you and I bring ourselves before him and say, God, break me. Because it is a chance for him to reveal himself. To refine you. To draw close to you. says it again in Psalm 34. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. God intervenes so as to heal us and restore us. As much as He breaks us, He puts the pieces back together in a way that reflects His Son, Jesus Christ. And so when we pray this prayer, God, break me, it starts as this confession. God, break me on the junk that I got clinging on to me. I acknowledge it. But it is more than simply a confession of failure. It is actually a confession of faith. Because I'm saying, God, I believe, I trust that you and your ways are better than what I'm clinging on to. You and your ways are better than whatever barrier is getting between us. You and your future, you and your son and his call on my life. God, I trust that Jesus is better and worth it. So break me. Because I believe in you and your love for me and your forgiveness for me and your grace for me. When we pray this prayer, God, break me, the evil one trembles. Because we are asking God to make us more like His Son. Because we are saying, God, we trust You and Jesus Christ more. More than even the pain and hurt of being broken. God, break me of whatever it is You need to break me of. Because, God, I trust you. I trust you and your word and your love.
I wanted to be able to show you in a more tangible way what I'm talking about. God, break me of how I misuse my time, how I spend it on myself, how I don't put time and energy where I should, where I could. I don't put it in my family. I don't put it into my faith practice. I don't use my time wisely. I kind of squander it sitting in front of the TV all day. I squander it doing stuff for just me. Rather than doing things that you call me to, God, I confess to you, break me of my misuse of time. God, break me of how, how I get so focused on the present and the here and now, and instant gratification, that I don't even think about your future. I don't even think about your eternity. I don't even have an eternal perspective on time because I'm so focused on the here and now and what's right in front of me. I can't even see, God, that you are so far beyond and above and outside of time. Forgive me of my lack of eternal perspective. Break me of that. Break me, God. Break me, God, break me, God, that I might use my time in a way that makes you happy and joyous. Help me use my time wisely. Help me have a perspective that... that, that, that understands your work in this world. Help me understand that you are so above time, that you are a God of my past, you are a God of my present, and you are a God of my future, God. Free me. Free me, God, from the burden and the trap that I feel in relation to the time and time management that I am so easily caught in. God, free me up. Break me of that. That my time might reflect you and your purposes, and your intent for my life. God, it is time to break me. It is time to actually break me, that I might know time according to your will, your purposes, your plan. God, break me. Break me. Because I trust that you and your understanding of time is better. God, break me of the masks I wear, the faces that I put on. That when I go out, I show everybody it's all hunky dory and good. But that underneath, things are hurting and things are hard. Break me of the the mask that I show my Christian brothers and sisters. Break me of how I feel this pressure to, to look and act and be a certain way by culture. Break me of the masks that I wear, God, that I might be the person you created me to be. That I might take satisfaction in who you have created me to be. Help help me not put my trust and my hope in in what others think of me. Help me put my hope and my trust in you and in your cross and in the call of Jesus Christ on my life. God, break me of the masks that I tend to wear. God, 
Don't be afraid, God. I welcome it, God. I trust that you love me and your grace is sufficient, so it's time to break me of the masks I wear. Y'all see what this is? Someone shout it out. Piggy bank. It's cute, though. You know where it's going. <laughs> Y'all know what's going to happen to this piggy. God, break me of my materialism, my greed, of how much security and trust I put in my piggy bank in my investment portfolio. God, break me of defining success by how much money I have or how many boats I own or cars or this or that or whatever. Break me of defining my life by money that I might be radically generous that I might understand more so your generosity towards me, how you, God, have poured yourself out for me, how you provide for me, how you have taken care of me and my family, and you, God, are a generous God, so help me bask in your generosity. And in doing so, be generous to others. Move my heart to reflect your heart that I might be generous to the stranger. I might be generous to the needy. That I might help and serve and give until it hurts. Until it's noticeable. Not when it's comfortable. God, break me of the security and comfort that I attach to money and instead move me to be sacrificial in my finances. God, break me that I might convey Christ's generosity in this world. Perhaps most hard of all, God, Break me of the American dream, of the big house, two-car garage, white picket fence, and a dog that yaps too much. Break me of the dreams I have for my own life. Break me of the dreams that I dream. Break me of the dreams I dream. That I might dream your dreams. The dreams that you dream for me and for my family. They won't be comfortable. They won't be safe. They won't be according to what culture defines them as. But God, I trust, I believe that your dreams for me and for my family and for this life that you have given me for this world, your dream for this world is better, bigger. It is worth it. So God, 
Take me. Search me. And break me of the dreams that keep me from your dream. That my life might be yours. Let me dream your dreams for my life. Perhaps, most amazing of all, when God breaks us of the things that keep us from Him, keep us from His Son, when He breaks that stuff out of us and He draws close to the brokenhearted, all of a sudden, Our lives start to look a little bit more like His Son, Jesus Christ. That as He breaks these things, He reveals His Son who came into this world, who was broken above all others, Broken to heal, broken to redeem, broken to save and to forgive you and I. When we pray this prayer, we're praying that God would help us know Jesus Christ and help Jesus Christ be known through us. So don't be afraid to pray this prayer. It's worth it. We're going to go into a time of prayer where you're invited to do that, to work up the courage. We are going to continue to add to the flame and the fire that is burning and refining us as a community, this dangerous prayer series. I'm going to invite you, if you're on the end of the rows, on this aisle and this aisle there, the basket is underneath, just like last week. I invite you to grab the basket that's under your chair, take a piece of paper and a pencil, pass it down, and write on that piece of paper, write on that piece of prayer, a dangerous prayer that we can continue to add and sacrifice and lift up before God. In the offering, we'll collect those. That's one of the things that we will offer to God is these prayers. Are these prayers that lift up His name and His work in our lives. So let's take time to do that. Take time to pray. You can write on there as much or as little as you want. But make sure it's dangerous. Go ahead and pray.